Hello and welcome in. This is the podcast Builder versus Buyer, and I'm the host, Adam Steiner. Hey, it's good to be back. Um, for my avid listeners, I'm sure most of you have noticed I took about a month off. Um, to be honest, it was a crazy busy month for me, and this podcast. I've always loved doing it and I've had a lot of fun and it's been an enjoyable part for me. But when I got very busy and I was working late nights and Saturdays, it just didn't feel like another thing I could fit in my schedule and take yet more family time away from to record a podcast. I'm like, you know what? I'm just I'm just not going to do one right now. And we're going to live through that. And so I think everybody's been okay. Um, I appreciate the listeners I've had through this year, so I hope you will continue to listen, and I'm glad to be back and excited. Um, Also, the time off has just really helped me refresh, recharge, um, get some new ideas, new things coming, so stay tuned for that. A couple life announcements. My wife and I bought a house, so we'll we'll be located... um, pretty permanently here in Northwest Indiana. So that is exciting. Also adding to the chaos in my, in my life currently, which made this last month feel pretty busy. Um, and then a very cool announcement from the business world. I was included in this year's class from Professional Builder Magazine, the 40 Under 40. Uh, so young professionals in the home building industry that are recognized for, I don't know, cool stuff. Um, it's exciting. I'm really, really honored to be part of this class. And if you subscribe to the magazine or want to check it out online, it's, it's fun. It's cool. And, um, I figured I would mention that here. All right, let's get to another episode. This is something that comes up so often in the sales meetings. Um, and I feel like it needs to be addressed. Uh, most clients have a hard time when the sales agent describes why the, the builder will or won't do this thing. So I figured, hey, let's sit down and talk about it. This, this, that's what this podcast is for. It's why your builder won't let you supply or install your own materials. Let me pause here and say, not all builders will say no to this. Some may have stipulations, some may allow certain things. We'll get to that a little later. But for now... I think there's plenty out there that will say no. And here's here's the example. Let's say your brother-in-law is an electrician or you work as a supplier at a cabinet shop. You say, hey, I'm, I would like to supply my own cabinets for this upcoming build. Can I? Or can my brother-in-law work as the electrician? So there's, a, there's two different things here. One is a supplier. One is a installer. And they work a little differently. The builder may choose to say no on both fronts. Let's talk first about why builders don't like it. From my experience, most all builders have been burned by it. Uh, Something has gone wrong and the builder is usually the one holding the bag at the end saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, our bad, even though it was probably a problem caused by the person or people that you wanted to use in this process. Um, So let's these are just some real discussions I've had in a home building office when, when a client asks this and we're having it, we're talking about it behind the scenes. Should we do it? Should we not? These are things that come up in these meetings. Okay. Most of the time I was working with a builder that had pricing listed. If we allow them, the client to supply their own electric, um, what, what do we credit them? What do we communicate to the sales agent to credit them back? Um, the easy answer is okay. Whatever you just, pay your electrician, just credit that back. But there are always questions about, 
ethical responsibility that electrician gave us a price are we are we okay to just pass that on to somebody else that you know a person they're not dealing with it is it okay to share another contractor's pricing that's something we've discussed um, and then do we do we take margin out do we take uh, the profit margin out of that that part of the the process that we did and then here's another thing is contractors do such a great job at least most of the ones I worked with do such a great job at um, contracting their subcontractors the pricing they get um, is is great usually because of relationship and a volume discount and all those things that even if they the client were to see the exact number that you pay your electrician they might end up being insulted because they think oh that's that's way lower than what what I thought and and they think you as a builder are trying to screw them over when in reality, it's just, hey, we get really good pricing. I'm sorry. So that's that's one thing. Just the pricing component is something that's tough. And then on the pricing component, your brother-in-law might not be as cheap as you think he is. I might, with most clients that ask this, they didn't really know their, their relative or their friends, their hard pricing. You know, they didn't have them bid out a house. And when bids came back, it's like, do you want to pay more to have um, somebody else other than our standard suppliers install your your electric? Maybe. I don't I don't know. But it's again just a, a conversation that we we had every time this was brought up. And then here's another thing is is that contractor licensed, bonded, and insured? Not every area in the country is very picky about what subcontractors do and don't work in a home. I will say though, the area that I do most of my work in, in Northwest Indiana, they are very picky. So as part of the permit pack that we submit in most of the towns that we work in, um, the builder will have to put exactly what subcontractors will be working on that house. And so if your brother-in-law is working for electrician, but not himself a licensed electrician, um, the, the company is not him personally, then we've got an issue because the town isn't going to approve a, a single person installing the electric. Um, and then do you have to do it under somebody else's license? And there's ethical questions about that. So it, it again, it gets tricky. If you're going to ask, make sure they're licensed, bonded and insured. Um, cause the town will ask for all of that. And can they keep to a schedule? The, Builder can can quote you a solid price up front because they've really mastered things like scheduling a home. And so when we bring a new trade into that process, it may be rocky at first. And and yes, I know what you're thinking. If if you're client building, you're thinking, okay, that's what I'm paying you for is to manage all that. Um but but still, there are so many conversations and, and so many things that, that the builders know about their current subs and about scheduling that they may not um, know to ask or be worked out. Like these things are worked out over years, not on one job does it get perfect. So the, the scheduling thing, like who's supplying material? What day does that material get there? Um, the lights, who's ordering those? What day are those there? Does the 
project manager or site superintendent have time to check those lights before the electrician gets on site. Um, all these things are up in the air when we bring somebody new into the process because none of those questions have solid answers. And when it's a sales agent having this conversation at the very front end of the project, it's there's so much detail going on in the house, it's really hard to hone in on just this one specific area and ask these 15, 20 questions, they, they just rarely get asked um, or covered well. So it, it again creates this, this muddy, messy scenario. That's focusing in on a subcontractor, somebody that's actually going to perform work on your home. That's a little more involved than a material supplier. So if you're going to get a yes, you might have a better chance getting a yes if you're just going to say, can I supply the tile? Can I supply the cabinets, the lighting? what have you. Again, I would, my gut is most builders will tell you no, but a a supplier is a little bit easier than, um, an installer or subcontractor. So the, the supplier, there's just a few less variables. You know, you don't have to be licensed, bonded and assured as, as a supplier. You don't, you don't have to, uh, keep to a schedule except for delivery. Um, but even still there's, there's little things that float in the margins that these builders know they've dealt with over the years with their current suppliers that they might not know or think to ask with a new supplier. Um, and it's, it's a lot of little things. If you're supplying the plumbing, did the plumber already have plumbing fixtures in their bid? Do they need to take those out? Do we know? Has that question been asked up front on the sales side? Uh, there's just so many questions. And this is, I hope this is helpful. This is why builders, their gut reaction is to say no, because they've done this. They haven't asked enough questions up front and it's burned them. Um, because if one thing goes wrong, the client assumes it's the builder's fault. And it might be, but there's just so much to cover that I personally, I give them a little grace in this because they have a set way of doing things. And they're telling you our subcontractors and suppliers is a better way of doing things than bringing somebody new in for your job and having you be the guinea pig on whether or not that subcontractor or supplier is a good one. All I'm saying is just keep this all in mind next time you ask or you're thinking of building and want to do it. Let's shift gears and talk about what kinds of builders will let you do this. In my experience, it's usually a smaller, more custom builder that will say yes. So I say this to say, if you 100% know you're using X, Y, and Z on your project because of your past relationships or experiences, I would, I would focus on smaller custom builders. And I would have this be a question early on in the process. The builders that we, you, you will more likely get a no are those production builders. So if they can quote you pricing the day you walk in to their model home, if they have floor plans on the wall in their sales center, those are hints that you're in a production builder home. If they're building you know, more than 20 a year, they're probably going to say no to letting you supply your own materials or your own um, installation. So it's not a hard and fast rule in the building industry. Some will say yes, some will say no. All builders have a different policy about it. I would say if you are 100% sure you're going to use somebody, ask those questions early. If you kind of think maybe you might want to use your brother-in-law, I would honestly just go with the builder's standard process and trust them using their standard trades instead of trying to force a square peg into a round hole and making them use somebody they don't normally use. You are buying a home from a builder 
because you like that builder's process, communication style, finishes, features, allow them to build that for you instead of trying to do their job Okay, I think that wraps up my thoughts here. If you have any questions, want that further detail, have a specific example, feel free to reach out. The email is info at buildervsbuyer.com or you can reach me on Instagram at buildervsbuyer. Also, if you want to follow along with me as a home designer and my daily life projects I'm working on, things I'm thinking about, um, TikTok has been a great place for me to do that. So I'm posting a lot of videos there. It's at Burnham Design Co., B-I-R-N-A-M Design Co. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook under that same handle. So thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great week. Last but certainly not least, thanks to Andrew Michael Metter for the music. Thank you.